Welcome to 30 Minute Reviews. I am Adam. You know, there was something else about the Academy Awards that kind of tickled me the wrong way. And I know that this is kind of a a small gripe in the grand scheme of things. Um, but this happened during the, um, when they announced Best Animated Feature. Uh, now look, here's the thing. We can't put aside the fact that Disney very obviously has an active hand in how the award show is handled, um, which feels not right. I don't know what the solution is because I feel like the Academy should move it off of ABC because if you look at like the decisions that have been made, they've been made with a slant to make Disney look better. Um... Like, look at, like, um, which categories got cut. Um, I feel like had, you know, the Disney, uh, animated short that went before Encanto got nominated for Best Animated Short, I feel like that would have made the live broadcast. And I feel like had, uh, Isotami Faye not come out and Cruella was the makeup and hairstyling favorite, makeup and hairstyling would have made the live broadcast while, um, what's it called, did not, while, uh, while costuming did. Because it seems kind of arbitrary they would pick that, but, like, costuming go live. And as costuming, Cruella had a very good chance of winning, which it ended up winning. Um, now, looking at, you know, all of this and, and, and all of that, you know, it makes, I, I understand why this happened. Disney, um, when they were announcing Best Animated, uh, feature, brought out Naomi Scott, um, who you may know from Power Rangers, she played Kimberly in, in the new Power Rangers reboot, which I, I, I will always sing the praises of that movie, it is not terrible, and it's one of those things where it's like it didn't get a fair shake, I don't think, um, but she also played Princess Jasmine in, um, what was it, in, uh, in Aladdin, um, they brought out Halle Bailey, who is playing Ariel in the impending um, Little Mermaid movie that is allegedly coming. Um, and they brought out Lily James, who, on top of playing Pamela Anderson and Pam and Tommy on Hulu, also is pl- also played Cinderella when, when they did the live-action Cinderella, which is really their second or third foray into the live-action remake. Because really the first one was Alice in Wonderland, when they did the Johnny Depp, Tim Burton, Alice in Wonderland movie. The second would be, um, Maleficent. And then they bring up, you know, her. And, and, like, look, I, I get it. I, I'm, I'm a little confused as to why they would give Rachel Zegler her own thing and not include her in that. Um, it, it's because, you know, she's playing Snow White. And Snow White is the first Disney princess. Um, but... Either way, um, like, including her there would have required maybe two or three more sentences of, you know, talking that wouldn't have been where she didn't, either way, moving on. Um, so, all of this happens, and, and, you know, they do all this, and the way it's scripted, because I don't think that Naomi Scott and, um, and, 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 you know, Halle Bailey and, and, and Lily James were the ones who wrote this because nine times out of ten, 
when they get up there and they're doing the introduction to the category, the 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 person who's like you know doing the intro, like like Chris Rock ad libbed his his infamous now infamous comment about Jada Pinkett Smith, um, but what was said about documentaries after that, which everyone kind of forgets about because he was introducing best documentary feature, um, what was said about documentaries after that is kind of a is, is scripted. It's like, it's flowery language by some writer who's like, we're going to talk about how great documentaries are, how important documentaries are, and, and all of that. Uh, maybe he'll put his own spin on it, but that stuff's kind of, you know, done. So they, they introduced Best Animated Feature, and I think rightfully, it was kind of, you know, like, the animation community was kind of put off. Like, oh, you're writing us off as just schlock for kids, and that's not the case. It's like, they people may good point. It's like, well, during COVID, the only thing that was able to stay working in the middle of the pandemic to keep the industry solvent was animation. Um, and, to, and to dismiss it outright and be like, oh, well, you know, it's, it's for kids. It's this, it's this. It's dismissive in a real way. Um, it's just, it, it comes off as disrespectful. Um, and, and I think they have a right to be angry. And I think it's too, it's like, look, I, I don't know who it was. Like, I don't want to blame the three presenters and be like, oh, it was their fault. Like, because I don't know if it was their fault. I don't know if it was like their, you know, if they wrote that line or if someone else wrote the line. It kind of screams of someone else wrote the line. Um, because the way it was worded and, and how in sync the three were, um, doing it. And, you know, there's a teleprompter in front of them. Um, in, in, in that world, I think that, you know, someone else wrote the lines for them. But it, it's one of those things where it's like the theme of this year's Oscars, aside from the slap, um, the theme of this year's Oscars has been put down the below-the-line people. The people who make movies happen. Because, look, here's the thing. We can sit here, and it's like, they always do, like, these little jokes about costuming. It's like, if it weren't for the costuming people, we'd all be naked. Ha, 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 ha. Like, and and it's like, but the thing is, it's like, you know, there's a joke to that. But at the same time, the costuming department is still really important for creating an immersive experience. Now, I know costuming was done live, because Disney has something in serious contention. But all the categories that Dune ended up sweeping, film editing you know, all these other, you know, production design, all these other things, Disney didn't really have a leg in the race, um, in any meaningful way, and, and I, I realized they couldn't cut, they couldn't cut visual effects, but to cut score, that's fucking ridiculous, um, and, and, and that's great, like, how do you cut score and sound, like, and, and put both of them there, and it's like, look, these are important positions, these are important roles, when a movie is being made, because if these are not done well, like, that's the thing, film edit, like, best film editing is hard to tell, it's hard to tell when a film is edited well, unless there's something really, really special about it, like, Birdman, or The Revenant, or any of these movies that have these really long, sweeping takes, or, or do something really visually inventive with editing, um, it's, it's, it's how bad editing, like, we can look at, you know, Liam Neeson jumping over a, uh, a fence and requiring 17 cuts to get over that fence, 
and be like, oh, that's poor editing. But, you know, most editing is good editing because you won't notice it. It just becomes when, when you notice it, that's when it becomes bad. Um, and, like, these are all very important positions that are getting, you know, shuffled away where they're not showing the complete acceptance speeches of people who won these awards. And by the way, to say that animation is purely for kids, like, look at this year's nominees. Look at this year's, you know, winner for Best Animated Short. The Windshield Wiper is not for kids. There's some explicit graphic, you know, nudity in it, um, but it's also the Best Animated Short of the year. Um, Bestia is majorly fucked up. Like, majorly fucked up. Um, and it, it was in contention for Best Animated Short. Um, also graphic and, and also kind of fucked up was um, Affairs of the Art. Um, but also not for kids. Now, there, there was very little... I don't think there was any nudity in box ballet, but if you were to make the case to someone that box ballet is for kids, I think that it would be... Like, it feels like an Adult Swim cartoon, almost. And then if you look at, like, you know, all the other things that have happened in animation in recent years, where it's like, you know, like, look at, like, the, the impact that, like, Rick and Morty has had, or the impact of Family Guy, or The Simpsons, which is the longest-running show on television, and to be like, oh, well, these are for kids, it, it's dismissive. It's dismissive to say that the, the medium is purely to, uh, to cater to, to children, when there is so much more animation out there. Especially considering that one of the most inventive um, documentaries that was a strong contender, I think, this year. I think that Flea would have won an Academy Award if it weren't so spreadly, so, uh, spread, uh, thin, so thinly spread um, going into the awards ceremony. Like, because it was in animated feature, and documentary, and international film, it was going to have a very hard chance winning because of how, you know, different it is, but it was one of the best uses of animation of the year. Um, and to say that, like, it's not, you know, like, it is, like, it is not, like, it's a better movie than Encanto, certainly, but Encanto was going to win because everyone knows Encanto. And it's like, oh, okay, that's Disney's big movie of the year, alright, and Canto wins. And it's like, well, here's the thing. When Disney's got three of the five nominees, um, and Disney basically flips the category every year, that can create the illusion that it is a, a, a cat, like, a, a genre for children. But, I mean, really, animation isn't even a genre. Animation's a medium, and what you do with the medium is up to you. Um... Yeah, it's like Anomalise is a great movie, and, and that's an animated movie. Um, there are so many very well-made, you know, animated movies that are not explicitly for kids. And, and to, to, to say, like, oh, well, it's for kids, I don't think, again, I don't think it's any of the, the women who are up there's fault. I think they were just reading the lines they were given, and I think the lines are just poorly, you know, poorly written lines about you know, what this is. I, I think that to blame them is unfair. That said, it is part of a wider issue the Academy is having. Um, 
And, and I think that Wanda Sykes pointed out early on in the broadcast when she said, like, you know, we love IOTSE. And it's like, well, do you, though? Because this is the year that IOTSE was going to go on strike for poor wages and, and all of that. Like, there was a very real chance in the middle of the football season that there was going to be no live sporting events and there was going to be a lot of fuck-ups during live sporting events if they didn't get around to coming out because people, you know, the, 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 the skilled labor that goes into um, camera work and gaffing and, and, and everything else that goes into filmmaking, like, all of that would have gone away when Iachi went on strike and, and all of these things were forced to handle scabs. To to, uh, to to cover the, uh, the the positions, like it would have been catastrophic. But because they reached an agreement, it's okay. And then to be like, okay, and now we're gonna take all of these. And and over the years, they've slowly been doing this, like sound mixing and sound editing being consolidated into one category, is not accurate to how the process works. Um, because sound mixing and sound editing are two very different skill sets, which is why if you look back. It's not like the same person gets nominated for sound mixing and sound editing. It's a different job to mix the audio and to edit the audio. It's two very different things. Um, it's just... It's part of a broader thing where it's like if it's not a live-action drama or a live-action, you know, like even a live-action comedy. If it's not live-action for adults, it's kind of... You know, and it's not the A-list talent involved. Um, the Academy doesn't really care. Like, I think there's a reason why they put the supporting actress and supporting actor first, and then put lead actor, lead actress toward the end of the broadcast. And I think that's just because they they feel that what's it called? They feel that they, if if you look at what they what they think of, of these positions, it is, you know, it is because they feel these what this way about these positions that they are, are putting them the way they are. And look, the fact that they have to cut these things out, but we get these lengthy diatribes of just nonsense. Like, you know, and the thing is too, it's like making a joke about the last duel... Like, that was something that happened right before the slap. And I think that had the slap not happened, I think Amy Schumer would be, getting a, be, be rightfully getting a lot more shit for, for you know, some of the stunts she pulled during this. Where it's like, it's just not funny. Like, the idea of her, um, what's it called? Like, she's going around, she's like, we're going to give away something that no one has seen. Uh, uh, um, the movie The Last Duel. And it's like, Come on, like, it, it's so dismissive, and the thing is, too, it's like, of all the movies you could have picked last year, of all the movies you could have picked last year, that's the one you're going to pick? The movie about a woman who got raped, um, and then tried to come forward with her story, and her husband was too proud, so he ends up dueling to the death, like, that's the one that you're going to, um... You're going to, to to hang up as your movie that no one saw, really? With and, and it's like you know you're gonna you're gonna attack Ridley Scott, like one of the like the guy's fucking ninety years old and still making movies better than anyone on the planet probably could. Like he like 
he is still a talent into and of himself, and he's the one you're gonna attack. Like, come on, like, um, and then like her her whole thing with Jesse Plemons, and that came after um, the slap, so it kind of got overshadowed by the slap. But her going over to Kristen Dunst and shooing her away as a a seat filler is just kind of like like it, 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 I'm like, like I'm sorry, who the fuck are you? Like. It, it, it's just kind of like, you know, all of that happens. And then Regina Hall's way too long COVID testing bit. Um, where it's like, you know, oh, we got to test all these guys. Oh, you're single. All right, come here. We got to swab. Like, come on. Like, that's six minutes. Like, they that they spent on that joke. They spent six minutes on that bit. Um... And it's like, how the fuck do you go a half hour over? It's like, it's so self-involved and stupid. And it's like, and I think it's too, it's not even self-involved in that it's about the movies. It's self-involved in that it's about the people, the famous people who are there to get attention. Like, it, it, it is so bizarre to me on so many levels. Um, like, just, just let the show happen. Let the, you know, like, I don't understand. Like, it's part of a press release with all the award winners. Like, here's who won the Academy Awards. Have a great evening. Like, just do that. Um, or if you're gonna do this, like, you know, it's so totally dissonant. It's just ridiculous. Oh, and then the whole thing with the Academy Museum taking up another five minutes, and it's like, you know, you, you could have done. Like, it doesn't need to be a joke all the way through. It's like, we spent a lot of money on this museum, so we're just gonna, you know, we, we're gonna go on a tour of the museum. Like, okay, cool. That would have been, like, that would have been cool. Um, and the whole thing with the Ukraine, that was fucked up. Um, where it's like, and then after, it's like, you know, inside the $115,000 gift bag that they gave out, and it's like, well, why don't you guys tell, like, I, I said this during the broadcast when I was watching it with my sister, I said, you know, why don't they just take those gift bags that they give to the losers, and instead of putting the $110,000, or $115,000 into these gift bags for the people who didn't win, why don't they just give it to the Ukraine? And my sister goes, well, they could always, you know... I mean, the, the gift bags, there's mostly stuff donated by companies to be in the gift bag. And I'm like, okay, well, the Academy doesn't have to accept it. The Academy can just say, hey, take that money and donate it to the effort in the Ukraine. Um, and then we'll make a list of everyone who donated. And then we will, you know, and it's like, you know, they could have done that. And, and you know, it, it's, it's like a bunch of very rich people who on the most affluent night of the year, like... The, the night of the most conspicuous consumption of the year uh, is out there like, come on, guys, give a little to help the Ukraine. And I'm not saying Mila Kunis is the problem because she raised, like, $25 million, her and Ashton Kutcher, um, um, which I guess pronounced like Kevin Malone. But, like, the whole thing is fucking ridiculous. Like, uh, I don't know. It's, it, it is so self-involved. And it's kind of like, you know, Amy Schumer's like, we should get Zelensky on. It, I read that, and I'm like... That's the cringiest fucking thing I have ever read and I have ever seen in my life. Like, this guy's in the middle of a fucking war zone, and it's like, let's have him come into the Oscars, guys. Like, 
No. Like, what the fuck? It, it's just terrible. It's just all around just a terrible, terrible, like, experience. Like, the way they handled it. And it's like, look, it's like... I, I, after watching it and after watching it last year, I'm like, why are people coming back to watch it? Like, who's going to watch it this year and then next year go back to watch it again? I mean, how many people who watched it this year were there because of the... What's it called? Were there because of the... Um, uh, um, like, you know, the Oscar... The, the retrospective of The Godfather... And the uh, the other one, the um, the retrospective of James Bond, um, which again there was no reason why No Time to Die had to be its own performance when they did a James Bond retrospective. It, it, the whole thing's fucking ridiculous. So we'll wrap up there for today. If you go over to Beware of Spoilers, we have a review up, spoiler free, of Moon Knight, the first four episodes. Um, I'm very excited for this show, and we'll be back with more news as it happens. And on Beware of Spoilers, we have. Moon Knight, we have The Dropout, we have that new show um, about the uh, the girl who killed her, convinced her boyfriend to kill himself, and The Flash uh, on a weekly basis, plus any new release movie, so this week, Morbius. So, until then, have a great rest of your week.